Hey there, and welcome to Radio Free Bay Ridge, your hyper-local progressive political podcast focused on beautiful Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. I'm Dan, and Happy New Year, everyone! It's been a little while. Omicron and making sure our all-volunteer staff have been safe has been hampering our production schedule a bit, but we have some exciting stuff coming for 2022. We're in an election year again, with Democratic State Senator Andrew Gennardis up for re-election, along with our House of Representatives member Nicole Maliotakis, both of whom will be running in completely redrawn districts, a drama that is playing out as we speak in Albany. We actually have an interview with Senator Gennardis coming up in a future episode, but I wanted to kick off 2022 with a few episodes we recorded last year via our live Twitter spaces. In case you've missed them, to get around COVID, we've begun holding live chats with special guests starting last December. Be sure to subscribe to us over at at RadioFreeBR on Twitter in order to join in live and get to ask questions and join in on the conversation. We also had some fresh news about an episode that came out around this time nearly two years ago, the Triborough episode, about that possible commuter rail line that would connect to Bay Ridge. Turns out the new governor is giving it the go-ahead for an environmental review from the MTA, so it's looking even closer to reality. We also have an announcement that our first-ever homeless shelter will be built on the northern edge of Bay Ridge at 65th Street and 8th Avenue. More news on that soon as well. In podcast news, I did want to say goodbye to our education correspondent, Eric Schell, who's moving on from Bay Ridge. He was the first person to ever ask to get involved on the show, other than Rachel and I, and we'll miss him dearly. But the new year isn't all sad. Our first Twitter space was with our newest member of Radio Free Bay Ridge, Danny Loud, the founder of the Bay Ridge Environmental Group and our new environmental correspondent. That episode is, well, it's a bit all over the place, so maybe we'll make that recording available on our community archive at some point. Instead, I wanted to kick off 2022 with our Twitter spaces conversation with Catherine Dow, author of the short story, The Brooklyn Dragon Racing Club, which is set in an alternate reality Bay Ridge where dragons, once a fixture of the neighborhood, are experiencing a decline in popularity, facing an apathetic public, restrictive new laws, and nimby neighbors. But something is about to happen in Bay Ridge, a place where cultures and generations meet, that could change the fate of dragons and dragon racing. We'll talk about the story, which just came out in Dragons of a Different Tale 17, Unusual Dragon Tales. We'll also talk about what it's like getting to know Bay Ridge for the first time in the middle of a pandemic, and some nice spots in the neighborhood to hang out and write. Without further ado, let's go live. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Radio Free Bay Ridge, your hyper-local progressive podcast. Thank you to a couple of people who are here early to kick us off for this uh, special live episode. Um, bonus content? I don't know what this is. We'll figure out what it is later, but it is your hyper-local progressive podcast focusing exclusively on Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, um, and uh, we're going to talk about dragons and writing and coming to a new neighborhood and a bunch of cool stuff today. Um, I want to welcome our guest, um, if we want to get some introductions going around. Yeah. Catherine, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. Um, so thank you. Um, so my name is Catherine Dow, and uh, I was, um, I've been invited on because I recently came out with a short story and an anthology uh, that's completely focused on dragon stories. Um, and my particular dragon story takes place in Bay Ridge. So um, 
it kind of, <laughs> I, I imagined a Bay Ridge as it would look like if, if we were sharing our space with urban dragons. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm fairly new to the neighborhood, so I'll get into it more later as we chat, but this story was definitely a product of getting to know uh, Bay Ridge, but also getting to know it during the pandemic, because I moved here last year. So mm. a very unusual way to, to move to a place. Well, yeah, I can imagine. But you seem to have gotten a lot of it. I, I mean, <laughs> having read through the story, um, it, it's so, I, I just, I, number one, I'm like a fantasy fan. I'm a Dungeons and Dragons fan. But also like, nice. I'm a fan of like, old school New York, like, like pigeon rearing. There was so much of that in there where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like those guys who would keep pigeons on their roof. I love this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Yeah, that was that was uh, definitely an inspiration. I, I I think there were three things that inspired me um, when I wrote the story. The the first was what I already mentioned: moving here during uh, a pandemic and trying to get to know it when I couldn't really talk to people. <laughs> um, and the second one was, you know, I discovered this uh, obsession I discovered with pigeons uh, in New York, but especially, <laughs> you know, I spent a lot of time in my house just looking out the window and there are all kinds of pigeons that, that hang out outside my, my window. And so it became a thing for me. And then when I discovered pigeon racing, you know, that was like, you know, perfect. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then I also discovered the fun of naming characters, like just as a, a sort of, journey as a writer element i'd always been really bad at that and so this story was a great way like to kind of explore the neighborhood and the things i was learning about it but also through mm -hmm. my characters names you know yeah. i was wondering Catherine, do you want to maybe give the listeners a little bit of an idea um, you know dan and i got a chance to read the story but just kind of an idea sure. of what it's about sure okay um basically if i if i gave it a sort of one line description it's um a story about a stubborn old man who teams up with an idealistic young woman to save the Bay Ridge Dragon Racing Club from uh, neighbors who don't appreciate dragons and legislation that's hostile to dragons living in an urban environment. Um, so it's it's urban fantasy. Um, you might think of it as uh, maybe magical realism, too, because it's very much like a New York story, but just... New York, if there were dragons in it, you know. <laughs> um, and the anthology in general, it's like um, basically we would the call went out um, for a bunch of short stories with, you know, kind of a common goal in that every story had to have dragons in it. They had to be either the main character or main element, but they didn't want any classic traditional stuff, you know, no Western European dragons you know, their goals, you know, and all, all that kind of story that we've heard a lot before. So, you know, in the anthology, you have like dragons who are, you know, in the boxing ring, you have like an adorable Christmas story with a dragon, you know, you have a dragons that are as, you know, big as a continent and, and then mine who are about, you know, maybe six feet, you know, in size and live in a city, you have like Western dragons in a Western setting you know, mm -hmm. space, all, all kinds of mystery. There's a mystery sort of story that has dragons featured in it. So, so mine kind of fits into that thing. We were given a ton of creative freedom, like all the writers who were selected, but 
but uh, but that had to be the one element that was the same with all of them. And and was it the fact that you were like you said, kind of learning Beirut during the pandemic that made you want to set it here, or was there? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, so I moved to Bay Ridge in mid 2020. Um, it was just like a couple of weeks after I got COVID in April and then our rent was going up and, um, you know, we, we decided not to extend the lease because it just wasn't a clean situation. Well, Catherine, I think you might be on mute. You you went out for a second. Uh, we're, we're reconnecting. This is, this is what we get for going live, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We'll wait for Catherine to reconnect. There's Catherine. Can we promote her up to a speaker again? There we go. No oh, worries. There you are. There you are. This, is, this is the joy of doing live. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is the stuff that normally I, this is why I spend a month editing every episode. <laughs> I think, I think I touched my phone and there was like a video of a, of somebody boxing or something in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're trending with today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I am back. So, so yeah. So I moved here, you know, during a really weird time in Bay Ridge, and um, and I didn't know anything about the neighborhood before I came, um, except that it was next to Diker Heights, uh, which I knew had the best Christmas lights in Brooklyn because I had um gone on one of these like uh, bus tours, uh, the the Christmas before, and they dropped us off and we walked around. Yeah. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah. And we passed by Bay Ridge, but and, you know, until I moved here, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't know the neighborhood at all. We just found it like a place that looked good to live in. Um, so, um, you know, all I knew about it was, uh, you know, asked around, and people said it had the best Palestinian restaurant in New York, which was Tannerine, uh, and that there um, were a lot of Italians and Italian restaurants, and that's that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems yeah so I was like, okay, so this isn't a natural environment to try to make friends. You know, people at that point, especially as May 2020, were kind of keeping their distance. Things, a lot of things were still semi closed. Um, and so, you know, so I decided, okay, I'm going to have to try to get to know this place in a different way, you know. So I joined a couple of local Facebook groups, you know kind of volunteer groups or community activism groups. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, one that was focused on food, <laughs> and the, <laughs> which I thought would be fun. Uh, I went on a lot of walks, you know, so you you probably see that in the description of the, the neighborhood, like just, oh yeah, yeah I, I really tried to capture like a typical, you know, architecture here, different things I saw that, that, that kind of struck me as a new person, you know, I was obsessed with like, the really shiny metal bars that you see on some of the houses here. Ooh. I did notice yeah. that. That was so yeah. cool. Like the, just the descriptions of the different types. And I was like reading things into them of like the people who would live in certain houses just based on just how you describe the architecture. Yeah. There's one point I think where like, like some nosy neighbors yeah. who had called the totally. cops on totally. one of the dragons is like peering through a window. Totally. And I'm like, oh, I totally know what kind of house one of those people would be in. In fact, um, in fact, I, I, I kind of got the inspiration for my main character that who's this older, older guy um, from his personality was based on that Christmas tour I went on because they told the tour guide told us that the whole Christmas lights thing started in Diker Heights because uh, this one lady had put up a bunch of lights one year, I think, 
uh, to commemorate um, in honor of her father, I believe. And the neighbors called the cops on her because they thought it was too much, right? And so <laughs> the cops came over and they were like, look, you're not doing anything illegal, but maybe you could tone it down a little bit. Um, <laughs> and so the next day she got more lights and she hired a band. <laughs> <laughs> so like that kind of that kind of na- neighborhood dynamic and that sort of like her her sort of personality oh yeah you know oh, <laughs> sort sure, of yes. inspiration for for my main character but um but yeah I really tried to dive into understanding this place as, as best as I could even with with the limitations I had you know I I um, I discovered I early on I discovered Radio Free Bay Ridge, which was awesome, and I I listened to all of your your episodes, which was really educational and interesting. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I read um, How Bay Ridge Became Bay Ridge by um, the uh, yeah Henry Stewart. Stewart, and and in fact one yeah. of the dragons in my story is named Yellowhook, um, which I learned about from that book because you know Bay Ridge's previous name. Um, yeah, and uh, so you know, I, I I had a neighbor I sort of talked to over the wall um, a little bit every so often. You know, who's he was really into soup, so we basically just talked about soup, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> but you know, and and but basically, I yeah, I I explored Bay Ridge online, but didn't just watching the streets, and I started to try to imagine. Um, you know, what this place would look like if I just changed like one thing, like with this anthology, you know, and so pigeons Mm -hmm. like became that thing. Um, so if, if it wasn't what we see, what we're used to seeing in New York, but like, what would be the implications of that? You know, um, you know, like, like we get annoyed when pigeons, you know, poop on our cars, but like, what if it was a dragon and how much, (laughs) how much more that would be, right? Or like rummaging around there is one where there are like two that are rummaging around through a garbage can on Fifth Avenue or something. Exactly, the kind of chaos. Yeah. Such a vivid description of like dragon grotto everywhere. And I was like, ooh, that is vivid. Yeah, yeah. And and how it would really inspire passionate feelings in people. You know, there are always going to be the people who understand them and love them and and understand that like in this world, they've, they've always been there. Like before New York was here, they were there, right? But the, of course, there's going to be other people who are like, this is really annoying. These guys are pests, you know, um, and um, and will, you know, uh, try to do what they can to make life difficult for either, you know, my characters who are raising dragons and racing them or um, just dragons in general being able to live in the same space as humans. Yeah. It was interesting. I thought there was a really interesting kind of reflection of some of the nimbyism that we see in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and I thought you kind of captured that really well in this slightly altered way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, there were a lot of different themes, I think, that I was, that were kind of going through my mind. So that was definitely one of those things. Um, you know, people's clashing visions for what a place is, what it used to be, what it should be, what it could be who belongs, you know, all that stuff. But, um, but then also, you know, a more personal story of, of being, feeling alone in the world and then finding community, you know, which the characters find with each other, but the the dragons also find, um, you know, there's, there's one dragon in particular who kind of represent, represented that for me, um, who was, um, I named him Odysseus 
um, because, uh, you know, that in the Homer's Odyssey, that's the character's, you know, famous for his really long, lengthy adventures as he's trying to go home, you know, for years. And he's, mm -hmm. he's clever and he's brave, um, you know, and he's driven by love for home and family, you know, kind of like my dragon. Um, who begins a story lost, but then ends up found and loved in the end because of, you know, um, this this alliance that these two human characters form and the space they're able to create for him to to find his own home, too. That's so that's so sweet, especially like the, the I love the idea of like exploring a story and a neighborhood simultaneously, like writing a story while you're exploring the neighborhood itself. And and. Uh, just to reiterate, Rachel, earlier, you really capture that. And you also put in a lot of topical references, too. <laughs> um, uh, the the, the anti-dragon legislation talking about the nimbyism right. as well right. is just like, I mean, the dragons, like, pigeons are obviously, like, a touch point. But there's so many layers of also just, like, demographics changes uh -huh. in the people who are like, I don't like the way this neighborhood is turning out. Right. Um, right. Who was your inspiration for the anti-dragon legislator? Well, well, in the, in the year before I wrote this story, um, you know, 2020 was a big election year, right? So politics, I think, was on everybody's mind. Um, and um, so when I thought about the political and legislative challenges that urban dragons would face in trying to survive, I, I think I had a lot of inspiration. <laughs> Um, I, I also had a, a certain type of pol uh, personality in mind, I guess, for that, the, the politician and the legis you know, character who briefly appears in the sort of legislation they're pursuing. Um, and it, it took me, I, so I had, a, I looked a lot in history, people inspired me from history or I found interesting mm -hmm. for character names. And so I did the same thing with this person, um, with that character. And, um, and eventually I found like the, per the perfect person to represent this sort of politician that I was creating. It was this guy called Alcides. He was a Spartan admiral from back from the Peloponnesian War. <laughs> um, and this guy was hilarious because he he was he was always getting these assignments, you know, OK, that they, you know, Athens is invading. You have to, you know, go quickly go to this place and, and crush this you know, crush their, you know, proxy, you know, their allies or do this or do that. And he would always take so long to get there that everything was over by the time he finally arrived or, yes. or, you know, like one time he did that, he took, he took a leisure, this really leisurely pace to get there. The rebellion was over by the time he arrives. And then so they're like, fine, you need to go to this other place. And he just refuses, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and this guy's entire career as an admiral was, was this kind of being this like, hilariously um i don't know incompetent i like vaguely remember this from like herodotus's histories probably, <laughs> like they reference this one thing yeah i i know exactly what you're talking about it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing but yeah there's a there's a certain type of of politician i think who um it's perhaps not trustworthy <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? who might promise one thing and do another thing or take credit oh. for things that they didn't do or um you know is, is that that sort of person um and so so this character was representing yes there were there was some local inspiration but it also repre <laughs> represents a, a certain type of of leadership style which is like in 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 the case of you know a guy in the Peloponnesian War, it's hilarious. 
you know, so it's not as funny, you know, when it's happening current day, of course, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but that's, that's where that character came from. <laughs> <laughs> I love also just like the blending, you, you captured such a beautiful blending of the different cultures in Bay Ridge. Like, yeah. one, of like one, of the, one, of the, one of the plot points is that Yellow Hook it, might be sick. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's like, like, like some like discoloration on the scales around the snout. Mm -hmm. But like, you have like these like, like folk remedies that come from all outside of the neighborhood from like yeah. different places, all of these inspirations blending together in the neighborhood. Yeah. through the form of the Dragon Racing Club yeah. and all of its members who seem really diverse. Yeah. And yeah. that, like, reinvigorates it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So I had a couple things that were important to me about that relationship. So the, the main protagonist is an older Italian-American guy called Angelo. Um, and then the secondary protagonist is this this newer member of the Dragon Racing Club, and her name's Karima. And, and yeah, her... She has this this um, knowledge uh, and and wisdom about how to treat the sick dragon that you know Angela has no idea about. Like he he is an older guy who's very experienced. You know, is kind of coming into this relationship. You know, as as more, sort of a mentor type of person, but she really surprises him, and he realizes that you know, um, and and that was important to me too because I wanted I wanted it to. Um, this culture of having relationships with the dragon to be a global thing. But mm -hmm. I also really, I was thinking about the gender dynamics of that and that the age differences between the two characters. And I really wanted it to be a balanced relationship, you know, like something where he has something to offer, but she is bringing something to the table too. That really makes a difference. Um, yeah. So that was important. And yeah, choosing like who to represent in this story uh, and Bay Ridge was really complicated. It was a tough decision because it is such a um, diverse neighborhood, you know, um, and it's a short story. So I, <laughs> I, had, to, I had to pick. Um, so I went with in my own personal, like the first two things I learned about the neighborhood before moving here, you know, is the, uh, you know, um, the Tannerine restaurant. And, you know, it's just a Palestinian restaurant. And I knew yep. there were also a lot of, a lot of Arabic speakers in the neighborhood. And then, you know, um, a lot of Italians and Italian restaurants too. So it was, it was um, but <laughs> I chose my two main characters based on the, that kind of like private, private experience of, of being introduced to the neighborhood. It ends up being very true to life. <laughs> <laughs> so Catherine, in terms of just kind of maybe some recommendations for folks in the neighborhood after you've done all this research, you've written all this stuff, you know, are there any, uh, any new spots you've discovered or places you would recommend, you know, good spots to write? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, there is, there is, okay. Let me think. Well, sometimes when I want to go old school, I like to go to the, this place called the coffee club diner. Do you, do you know it? It's on, oh. yeah. It's on fourth. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like really sort of, um, you know, it looks like it hasn't been updated in the decor for a long time. But at the same time, everything's in really good shape. Everything's like all t nicely taken care of and you know, the, sh the seats are good and everything. But but it's all kind of that brown color and a lot of mirrors around the walls, you know, so it has a 70s sort of feel to it. Um, but yeah, that as a writer, that's a great spot to just like park in a corner with your laptop. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Um, there's a place I discovered the other day, and I I wish I had written it down before this chat. That it's it's a um, I had amazing coffee there. It was a Yemeni's coffee place on Fifth Avenue, and I know there are a couple of them. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking of like three of them right now. Yeah. Uh, probably Asal Yemen. That I yes, that's it. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, I had an amazing latte there the other day, like to the point where I think about it constantly. You know, <laughs> and that's another great place. Like, as a, it's sort of a writer hangout kind of place to 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 sit and enjoy yourself, and it's it's pretty chill, and the people run it really nice. Um, I have. Uh, let's see. Um, I, I'm still exploring, you know, it, like I had a slow start with exploring places indoors, you know, because it just everything, it wasn't like hundred percent safe and I was a little cautious. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I would say there are a lot of, on the pub front, I'm a little behind. Um, like I had this, I, I, I always had this idea that I would love to be this New York writer who goes and hangs out in, in, in a pub, in a dark <laughs> pub and writes my novels. <laughs> And I haven't really pulled that off yet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very understandable. But I want to. I, I have a dream. <laughs> yeah, Lockyard is good for kind of finding a quiet place to sit and work. Oh, I've I actually I've done that. I'm glad you mentioned that. It, yeah, their their courtyard area. Um, when the weather was a little better, especially like I know they probably have a that that one spot heated these days. But but yeah, that's a really good spot. It's very chill. Um, you know, I. It, it's uh, if you pick a time of day when it's not too crowded, you know, you can just kind of hang out and it's not not a problem, you know. Yeah, that's a really good spot. I like that one, too. Um, but yeah, I'm very I'm very, very slowly eating and drinking my way through Bay Ridge, but it, it's going to take a long time. <laughs> that's that's one of the great things about this area. Actually, you're, you're, you're really spoiled, you know, I think. Oh, we um, are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever forget. Like, just having two major commercial strips running yeah. through this sleepy part of Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Is so nice. Yeah, <laughs> we've um, we've done a couple, my spouse and I have done a couple walks, like, down 3rd and down 5th, where we, we have, you know, our phones with us, and we just write down the name of every restaurant and cafe that we see that we want to check out. Like, because we know we'll forget. So the next time we're like, hey, where should we go? We, we just pull up our list, you know. Be careful. Dan will draft you into his next door's survey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't mind being drafted. <laughs> Sounds like it's up my alley. Right. And, and talking about walks, are there any favorite, like, parts of the neighborhood that are just, like, really inspirational? Or is there anything, like, anything else, like, other than, like, you mentioned the architecture and, like, the silver bars on some of, like, the, uh, and, like, the chrome and, like, aluminum, like, siding on some of the buildings. Anything else that, like, jumped out at you or really, like, pushed you forward and just in creatively or even in future projects? Yeah, I mean, I'm really fascinated by, you know, this is probably you could probably say the same about a lot of New York neighborhoods, but but you can really see how the neighborhood has kind of changed over the years based on uh, um, like certain building, apartment buildings will have a certain name on it. You know, some of them sound very Scandinavian, for example, oh, yeah. you know, and or some of them have really interesting, like there's a place on third that it looks like it's on on the roof. It's by, um, 
it's it's by another uh, Palestinian restaurant that's newer um, that I I mm -hmm. think you guys have tweeted about and um, um, that. yes maybe um, <laughs> but uh, anyway it's up on the roof um, and it looks like they've kind of like done some work on it so it looks like a Mediterranean hangout rooftop kind of place yeah. um, you know and so they're they're like if you look if you remember to look up when you're walking around you'll see some really cool stuff up on the roofs sometimes that look like private hangout spots or like Near my house, there's somebody who did a, a Banksy-style sort of graffiti drawing that I don't think anybody could see except from, like, the angle I'm at, you know, um, from the back. And you know, so that's that that kind of thing is cool. I like to do sort of zigzag walks where I go down the residential and then down the main one for a bit and then down another side street. Because um, every block, a, a lot of the blocks have their own kind of feel to it, which is fun. Um, my favorite walk, though, is just to walk along the water, to be honest. Um, oh, yeah. That's the, yeah. That's the classic. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy that. It's very it's very uh, peaceful. I try to pretend there's not a highway there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm down. I'm down sort of at the um, like the Fort Hamilton end, you know, so some of the other other parts of Bayridge I don't know as well. Um, I explore them more when I'm in the mood for a long walk. You know, I have a little more energy. Um, but uh, so there's there's probably quite a bit I have not yet seen, even though I'm I'm doing my best to, to go deep. <laughs> well, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot more opportunity, like just just already in, in a year, like to, to have captured Bay Ridge in such like a concise and beautiful way, uh, as long as they're, and also they're dragons. I love dragons. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, like I, I seriously um, encourage everyone to check it out um, if they can. Um, I mean, you can you can get it on Kindle. Well, um, what's the name of it? it's Dragons of a Different Tale Seventeen? Unusual yeah. Dragon Tales. Yes, that's correct. And tale, it's a it's a bit of a pun. So Dragons of a Different <laughs> Tale is spelled like the, the T A I L. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and, Yep. When we when, hopefully we'll make this a bonus episode, and if you are listening to it as a bonus episode, uh, there will be stuff in the description on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess if um, if anybody in the audience has any questions, if you've got a few folks who've hung in here, um, anybody have questions for Catherine? Feel free to request request the speaker icon. Um, this is our first time doing it, so if you want to, please do. But we can chat for another minute or two as people, uh, if they will have a question, go ahead and request. Yeah. But Rachel, any any final questions for Catherine? Um, I guess my biggest question would be what's next? What's next? Um, well, I, for me as a writer, I have a, another project that I'm looking for a home for. So what's next might be that project. It's a, it's a baseball fantasy about uh, breaking baseball curses that do not allow your, your team to make it to the World Series. <laughs> but but in the meantime, I'm uh, this just came out. So I'm, I'm focused on um, on this particular project and getting out the word. Um, yeah, it's out on Kindle already. It's um, available for pre-order if you want a print copy, but that'll that'll be out soon too. So every, everything's a little complicated, I think, with publishing at the moment, um, I've been told. So that's that's why they're on slightly different schedules. <laughs> Thank you so much, Catherine. This has been really great. 
Thank you. It's been fun to talk to you. And uh, I actually, before I, I uh, we end, I wanted to say one thank you. Um, I wanted to thank you for spelling my name right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a slightly unusual spelling for my first name. You know, it's K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. And no one ever gets that right. <laughs> uh, well, as, as someone who all too often has a second A inserted in the second syllable of her name, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. And thank you for inviting me to do this in general. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the story. And it was, it was really fun to talk about it. Thank you so much for reaching out in the first place. Um, yeah. like, you have no idea how much it, it, it act genuinely touches us when people just like reach out and like want to like talk about fun stuff. <laughs> like that's <laughs> what we're here for. Like, like sometimes we're in the podcast minds, like trying to figure out an idea for an episode and we're like, oh, how do we? And now I think, uh, and thank you so much for being the first person to do this kind of Twitter spaces format. That's, <laughs> Like, again, <laughs> thank you for being a guinea pig on that, but... Yeah. Um, only, I, only one small pickup. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's great. And and thank you so much for being in the neighborhood and, and caring about it so much to, like, write a story um, that really brought, like... It, it's a quick read. It's, like, 30 minutes. It brought such a smile to my face. I was reading it on my commute. And <laughs> thank you so much for, for being an artist in Bay Ridge. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Great, and thank you everybody who came to listen, and we hope to see you again soon. Stay free, Stay free, 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 free. <laughs> <laughs>